Welcome to the Nashville Women's Health Podcast. This podcast was created as a way to provide education and connection to the women of Middle Tennessee. My goal is to connect you with local women's health and fitness providers so you know what services are available in your area. I am your host, Amy Bailey. I'm a local women's health physical therapist, yoga instructor, and life coach. Thank you for joining the podcast and being a part of this amazing community. Welcome to another edition of the Nashville Women's Health Podcast. Today we have Brittany Anderson joining us. She's a nurse practitioner and all-around women's health guru. Welcome, Brittany. Hey, Amy. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for being here. Just give us a quick rundown of your bio. It's pretty extensive, so cover all the hot topics that you want us to know about. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Uh, I realized, you know, like two years ago that I had a really hard time even explaining what I did because there were so many things. But in, uh, in essence, I really love women's health. I have always loved women's health and I particularly love a holistic approach. So um, I'm a women's health nurse practitioner. I've practiced in integrative and functional medicine for, oh gosh, like the last five years. And I have a particular interest in all things to do with lifestyle. So I have training in fitness and nutrition. Um, I worked as a doula. Uh, so I specifically love supporting women through preconception and that first year postpartum. That's pretty amazing. It's so well-rounded. I love that you've gotten every aspect of women's care in there for a whole picture of the woman. Uh, yeah, it's a little bit of, you know, you see this, the shiny object and like go to it and like, oh, I want to do this and I want to do this. And I think one of the greatest lessons of probably the last year has been, I have uh, such an opportunity to collaborate with amazing practitioners like yourself, um, because I certainly cannot do it all and I cannot do it all well. Uh, so that has been something that I've really been working towards, um, and just really honing in things that I'm, I do well and I'm good at, and then working with other providers to provide a more collaborative approach. I think that's the hardest thing is niching down. Everyone tells you, you need to niche down and I'm the same. Like I want to do it all, but then you realize you just can't. Yes. And I think it's really amazing to explore different trainings and different modalities and then kind of figure out what you want to incorporate into your practice. And then having kind of that background knowledge allows you to um, better understand how to refer. So I definitely think it's incredibly valuable, but yes, you absolutely cannot do it all. And nor is that really fair to the women that you're trying to serve. I agree. It took me a minute to learn that too, though. Yeah. Okay. Tell us about the population that you work with specifically. Yeah, so um, like I mentioned, I really love working with women, especially as they are preparing for pregnancy. When I um, was pretty, well, relatively new in clinical practice, I was doing a lot of uh, preconception visits, and I just always felt like there was more that I could be supporting women and their partners with. It was kind of like, okay, get off your birth control pill, start taking a prenatal vitamin. And if you're not pregnant in a year, you know, we'll do some testing at that point. And it just always felt to me like there was more, but that was pretty much the extent of my training. 
as a women's health NP. And then when I joined um, a functional medicine practice, I was seeing a lot more women who were postpartum and uh, were coming to me with, you know, depression and anxiety and just chronic fatigue and all these things that they had been told, oh, that's normal, you're a mom. And, you know, it's not normal. Yes, it is exhausting having little kids and going through pregnancy and nursing and taking care of them, but it's not normal to feel like crap for years on end. And, you know, women who present with these symptoms are just dismissed or they're told that they're depressed and they just need to go on a medication and, you know, or take a vacation. Like, yeah, that'd be great. Right. So basically what I was seeing is women typically, um, not necessarily after their first pregnancy, but many women, you know, are waiting longer to have their babies. So they tend to have their babies really close together because of that, because of course they're, they're pretty much, uh, terrified into having their babies as quickly as possible because of their age. Mm -hmm. Um, so then they would present in my office again, so depleted. No one had ever really talked to them about, Hey, like after you have a baby, your body is just craving resources because it takes a lot of energy, a lot of nutrition to make a baby and then nourish a baby and heal from birth all at the same time. And so if we're not taking the time to like replenish those stores and then we go into another pregnancy and another cycle of nursing, like there's, there's just no way that you're not going to um, have symptoms as a result. Um, so postnatal depletion is kind of the name for it now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so I guess what I started seeing is like, I'm, I'm seeing women now at this point who are so far in the hole. What if I could have gotten to you before you started having your baby so that you were aware that this was even going to be an issue uh, down the road? Yeah. And yeah. And so get word out. Yeah. And so I just thought, okay, there it is. Like I, now I know what I need to be talking to women about on the front end as we're preparing for pregnancy and then even throughout pregnancy like here are the things that we're going to do to make sure that you um, have the healthiest pregnancy possible and that we set you up for optimal postpartum healing um, and recovery I think that's so needed I mean I know I suffered with that too just you don't know and you you realize at some point this isn't normal but everybody tells you oh you've got two kids you work full-time that's normal and you're like but I know it's not normal so I think getting the word out to women. You're not crazy. This is not normal. It's an extra level of fatigue. And we, um, here in the United States, we don't have great postpartum care. I mean, women are seen at their six week visit and, um, you know, they're asked, uh, or they're told they're cleared for sex and exercise and ask what kind of birth control pill they want mm -hmm. or what method of birth control pill they want. Um, and that's it. And, you know, now finally, in the last year, ACOG, the American College of um, Obstetrics and Gynecology, has recognized that like, we need a lot more postpartum care. Women should be seen at like two weeks and then continually, right. uh, maybe again before that, that um, in that first three months, and then they should roll into their well woman care. Um, and if there are problems going on, they need to be seen more often. So we're finally starting to recognize like, Hey, we are really getting it wrong when it comes to postpartum support. But of course that recommendation, um, came out last year. I think it was last April and it, you know, it's going to take a long time for practice to shift if it does. And so that's really an opportunity for providers like yourself to, to step in and kind of help fill that need. Uh, because as, you know, as the system is set up right now, like midwives and midwives are usually typically a little bit, um, better about seeing clients more often, depending on the, 
the setting that they work in, but you know, OBs are, are strapped. Like they, their practices are just huge and crazy all the time. And so it, it, they're not going to be able to implement those changes, you know, immediately. So if, like I said, if we can get to you and educate you before you kind of go through all that, you'll, you'll know, you know, what resources are available to you and what are the things you can do to advocate for yourself. Um, when, you know, when your provider might not necessarily have the resources to, to help you. I love that proactive approach. You're right. We have to get to people before they're in the hole. That's yes. Make them it's easier to prevent it than it is to dig out of it, especially oh, yeah. trying to take care of babies. Right. So when someone comes to you, what does that visit look like? What, what testing is needed? What education? Kind of run through a typical session. Yeah, so in my current clinical practice, we do fertility consultations, um, and it, it kind of depends on the person, um, but usually I really love to get some baseline labs. I love to do a comprehensive micronutrient panel because my philosophy is typically that we want to test and not guess. So yes, like in general, I put everybody on a good quality prenatal vitamin. I'm a big advocate for having all women be on a good quality prenatal vitamin, like as long as they're of childbearing age, because 50% of pregnancies are unplanned. Um, but, you know, I, I also really like doing the comprehensive panel because then I can see exactly which nutrients your body is lacking. And then we can, you know, adjust your supplement routine accordingly versus just throwing a bunch of supplements at you, which is expensive, um, especially if you're taking, you know, pretty good quality supplements. Um, I love to do uh, thyroid testing. Comprehensive thyroid testing is something that is not often done. We know that hypothyroidism in particular is really underdiagnosed. Um, especially in women. And that can cause pregnancy loss issues during pregnancy. And then it can um, certainly contribute to issues postpartum like depression and low milk supply. I mean, there's so many things. So getting that baseline level is really, really helpful. Um, I also generally like to test uh, A1C, which is a measure of um, blood sugar. It's an average of your blood sugar over the previous three months because we also know that gestational diabetes usually is more pre-diabetes. We just kind of missed that insulin resistance that was starting early on um, before a woman got pregnant, and then it's just compounded by pregnancy. So if we can know that before you go into pregnancy and start making some adjustments to kind of help uh, combat that insulin resistance. One, you may get pregnant easier. And two, you may not have to deal with the gestational diabetes during pregnancy, which can lead to complications. And um, so those are a few things, depending on your history, whether you've had um, a pregnancy loss in the past, we may look at some, some other things. Um, but I also like to do just a comprehensive physical exam. And then I do an ab abdominal exam because I like to check everybody's breathing, whether I can feel any restrictions in the lower abdomen or pelvis, because if there is any you know, scar tissue from previous surgeries or um, most women, I would say that I see are very disconnected from their womb space, from the, you know, their pelvic region. And that's because in our culture, there's just a lot of shame when it comes to sex. Plus, unfortunately, many women have gone through sexual trauma and that can make getting pregnant really, really challenging. Um, it can also make pushing out a baby really, really challenging. So those are things I want to know go before we even go into a pregnancy because we can start to address them early. 
I love that. And I see that so much too. Just the fear of even talking about your body and your pelvic region and relaxing it and positioning mm -hmm. for labor, all of those things. I see that too. So yes. that brings up a good question. What other practitioners do you work with that can kind of help? Because you can't address all of those things, you know, yes. especially the trauma and... Yeah, so we refer, of course, to um, PTs like yourself, women's health PTs or um, pelvic health PTs who can um, actually do an internal exam because I think a lot of people don't realize that, um, you know, PTs have different training just like any other professional and there are PTs that specialize in checking the muscles of the pelvic floor, which is incredibly important. So um, definitely PT can be one of our referrals. Um, I'm super lucky to get to work with two chiropractors in our office. So typically we are referring back and forth uh, because chiropractic care can be really helpful for helping to balance out the pelvis, um, which then if we're going to start exercise, like you want to start exercises on a pelvis that is balanced. Um, and then both of the PTs also work with breathing. So that's very consistent with our patients and they, they get to hear it from you know at least two different people um, so it just gets reinforced a little bit better and then of course we refer out to amazing therapists we have one that is in our office um, a few days a week and then there's several really wonderful providers in the community so just depending on um, you know what our patients are really needing we also um, love to refer to nutritionists if uh, you know there's so many um, we have such a, a messed up relationship with food too and there's just so many things like that's such a loaded topic um, and nutrition is really I mean, that's the foundation for our health. That's where we get our, our nutrients from. So um, we spend, we do do a lot of referrals to uh, nutritionists here in town as well. Yeah, it really takes a team. It does. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And we can't do it all. I think that's what I'm learning quickly. And people, especially when you're talking about preconception or even when people are pregnant, I mean, they have had a history. I mean, they're coming to you at 20, 30, 40 years old. So there's been a history of things leading up to this. Yes. You can't yes. unpack all of that when you only have an hour, hour and a half, two hours with people. Yes. Um, so yeah, that's, that is the big challenge is we, I want to pack as much as I can into your visit, but I also don't want to overwhelm you. Um, so typically patients will leave with, you know, three to four action steps and then we'll see them for a follow-up visit to uh, go over their lab results and then implement a treatment plan. Um, and we kind of just go from there and, and see what, and see what they need. So what happens when they get pregnant? Do you still follow them? Uh, yeah, so um, we aren't we aren't providing prenatal care. Of course, they would go to you know an OB or midwife for that. Um, but certainly, chiropractic care is amazing for all stages of pregnancy. Our um, one of our providers also does acupuncture, which is also really awesome for all those fun pregnancy symptoms that come up, especially in the first trimester when there's nausea and fatigue and just all those types of symptoms. Acupuncture can be really, really helpful. Um, and then of course, as we're preparing for labor, acupuncture can kind of support the body in that as well. And so you have some online trainings that you do as well, right? Yeah. So before, you know, when, after the birth of my uh, first son, I went back into clinical practice and then I just decided I wanted to work for myself. So when he was about six months old, I decided to stay home and work from home. And the first project that I took on was creating a preconception online course. 
because after kind of going through my experience of uh, preparing for pregnancy, I actually had a miscarriage with my first and then preparing for um, pregnancy with my older son and going through the whole uh, pregnancy and birth and postpartum recovery process, like I really felt passionately about creating some content that was really easy to digest and that would give women and their partners some concrete action steps to um, kind of create their own preconception plan. Because again, I just felt like what they were typically getting in their preconception visit with their OB was probably not sufficient. And I would have women reaching out to me all the time, like, okay, what are all the things I'm supposed to do? Um, so that's how Before the Bump was born, which is my preconception course. How long does it take to complete this course? What does it look like? So it's divided into six modules because my intention was to not overwhelm people with a ton of information. And so, you know, you can complete one module a week. Um, that being said, I have students who will print the whole thing off and do it, you know, in a matter of days because they are just that type of person and they just like, you know, plowing through information. Um, and then I have some who will take three months. It just really depends on you and your timeline. You know, if you're planning on getting pregnant in the next year, you've got plenty of time, obviously. If you're trying to conceive now and you really want all that information, like you may go through it a little more quickly, but um, it's composed of just short videos. Like none of the videos are longer than like 15 minutes um, and then a workbook. And then I have journal prompts in there and homework assignments to kind of help absorb uh, the information. And I'm actually in the process of revamping it because I realized I wrote the first version three-ish years ago. And so I constantly want to be evolving and um, improving my content. So I'm working on that now. And the cool thing is, is that when you sign up for the course, um, you are always going to get like you have lifetime access to it and so any changes that are made like you have access to those which is which is nice because like i said i'm trying to always like revamp it and evolve it yeah and then they can use it for their next or subsequent pregnancies yes yeah, yeah. Absolutely. i love that you saw a need and you created content to fill that gap which is what is needed in this space yeah, I mean, it was the information that I was looking for when I was preparing for my pregnancies and I was spending hours on PubMed and like pouring over the internet and realizing, wow, there's a lot of information in a lot of different places and it's really hard to tell what sources are credible and what aren't because, you know, with this amazing access to information that we have with the internet and social media, it's great but it's also overwhelming. And again, you don't really know like who's a true expert, what information is, is actually legitimate. Um, and that was a big challenge for me personally. So I wanted to make it a little bit simpler and kind of condense all that really truly important information in, in, in one place that made it really easy. Yeah, I mean, there's so many people out there putting content out. It is hard to decipher. And, and, and that's part of what I do is try to network with people so I can filter out, well, who's really on the right track, who's got information I can learn from and teach people about. But it's such a challenge because you've got all sorts of untrained people <laughs> offering information too. Yes. And, you know, I, I totally commend people for wanting to serve others and be helpful and share their experiences. I think that's great. But I also think it's really important to have quality um, information that's actually based on science and evidence and not just, you know, people's individual experiences. Um, you know, that, that's, that's the challenge, right? 
Yes. Yeah. We want people to get their story out there and we want people to be able to share their story with each other so it can help open these conversations. Absolutely. But, but yeah. we need some science to back it up too. Right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. Well, tell me what you've got coming up in 2020. Big year. Oh my gosh. Well, 2019 was, uh, there were a lot of challenges. There was a lot of growth and learning. So 2020, I'm really, really excited for our practice to grow. Like going back into clinical practice in 2019 was a really exciting step. It wasn't something I was really planning on, but it just, the opportunity opened itself up and I feel like I'm in a great spot. I love our practice. Um, so 2020, I'm really focused on growing that and getting out getting out the word because I, I know that we can really support and help a lot of women and their families. Um, and then I'm, like I said, I'm really excited about revamping this course content. Um, I feel like I have gotten, I've learned so much and my personal practice has evolved so much over the last three years that I'm just excited to get to share all of that. So yeah. That's great. So tell me about your space. Where are you practicing out of? Mm -hmm. So we are um, on the east side of Nashville, Nashville Brain and Body, and like I said, we're an integrative practice. We have two chiropractors and then myself, and we do a lot of women's health. Both of the chiropractors have training specific to pregnancy, so we work with a lot of pregnant women, but of course we want to see you through that entire motherhood transition and also you know, help support your, your babies and your kiddos. Um, we offer acupuncture. I also do a treatment called Mercier therapy, which is specifically helpful for uh, fertility. We deal with a lot of, of women who are struggling with fertility. Um, and then it's great for postpartum recovery as well. I love most Mercier therapy. I've seen a lot of your patients after they've received this treatment, um, prenatal and postpartum. And I cannot tell you how much they rave about it and what quality results they have gotten. Yeah, it's uh, it even blows my mind. Like I still am like, does this really? Is this really doing really? Like it's just it, it's it's so cool. Um, and I, I being able to uh, use my hands and do more manual therapy is has been really fulfilling. And it wasn't something. I mean, that's not something you typically do as a nurse practitioner. Uh, so it's been really really fun and fulfilling and um, and amazing. I think patients want that. They want that connection. They want that time and hands-on. It makes uh, a big yeah. difference. It really yeah. does. Yeah. And especially women, like women need physical touch, uh, but in service, like not physical touch, like your kids are like touching you and like tugging on you or your husband wants something from you. Or, like It's purely like, let me, you know, support your healing and, and make you feel good. And, you know, it's so funny, but I think that's a big part of it. I agree with that. It can't be just another chore on our list. It has to be. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So how many, if you're working on preconception, how many treatments is, I don't know if there is an average for Mercier therapy, but kind of what does that look like? Yeah. So um, if women choose to do like our fertility package, which is essentially it's six Mercier treatments. And the reason it is six is because Jennifer Mercier, the creator of this therapy actually has clinical studies and which is amazing. And uh, her studies showed that six treatments, it was most effective for resulting in pregnancy rates or um, in, in, uh, in pregnancies. And she's got like an 
pregnancy rate uh, with this treatment within a year of, of receiving the treatment. Um, and she's got about an 87% success rate when coupled with IVF, which is incredible because IVF has like a 40% success rate on its own. So just really, really cool. So that's the standard six treatments. And so our fertility package is the Mercia therapy. So once a week for six weeks, along with some pretty extensive lab testing, like what I mentioned earlier, and then we'll do two follow-up visits specifically to go over the treatment plan. Um, and I want to see patients even after they've completed their Mercier sessions. One of the follow-up visits is actually a month after that, just to check in, we'll review, you know, your cycle charting, any new symptoms that are coming up, kind of what's going on with your supplement routine and all of that. Uh, so it's, it's a pretty extensive process. And then, you know, we may decide from there, okay, now we're going to transition into chiropractic and acupuncture you know, or something along those lines just to kind of keep supporting you through the process. I love that. No other practitioners really support women like this. Even when they're going through IVF, I don't hear this type of follow-up and complete care. Um, it's really, you know, that's really important to us because especially when you are utilizing any type of assisted, you know, reproductive technology, like it can become really cold and sterile and medicalized and the process of creating a new life is supposed to be, you know, um, very all about connection, right? Connection and warmth and, um, you know, creating a new life. That's, you know, and so we have to, we have to put that piece back into it. And so I think, you know, when patients come to see us, that's, that's really what they're wanting. They want that side of things, that more um, nurturing, nourishing, feminine energy through this process that can feel very cold. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to send everybody to you. <laughs> And a lot of these women have lost babies too. So they really need that nurturing side. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And when you've had a loss, you know, you want to do everything you possibly can to prevent experiencing that again. Um, and so there, there can be a lot of fear. And when your body is holding on to fear and trauma, like it's really hard to get pregnant. Yeah. So yeah. a lot of the work we do, I think, is just helping facilitate like that trusting of the body once again, that mind-body connection, and um, yeah, and just kind of that intuitive energy that is so important in this process that you know medicine doesn't necessarily address. Yeah, yeah I love that. I have to remind women, especially if they're dealing with things uh, from a traumatic birth with their first and they're now pregnant with their second, this is a different experience. So you have to mm -hmm. really separate what happened the first time from what's happening now. So I'm sure yes. you see that too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, you've got something else big coming in 2020. Tell me about that. I don't know. What is it? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yes, we, um, so like I mentioned, I, you know, love to do all the things. And when I was even pretty new in clinical practice, I had gotten into CrossFit and really loved it and decided that I really wanted to help support women who are planning a pregnancy and going through pregnancy, um, in, in working out with their gym community in a safe way. And so I went and got my CrossFit at level one training and then did prenatal yoga teacher training, which is how I met Amy. And yeah, gosh, I can't believe that was so long ago now. Um, I was pregnant with my third. It's I know. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> so crazy. 
Uh, and then I did some like pre and postnatal exercise, you know, certification just to kind of help round everything out. But yes, my, my goal was to, of course, use all that information for myself um, for when it was time for me to start trying to have babies, but just kind of support women in our community. Because what we would see is that, you know, if, if those clients were willing to, you know, modify exercises for themselves and kind of take on that responsibility, like they would stick around. But coaches, you know, typically aren't comfortable with, um, coaching pregnant women. And if they kind of are, they often are sharing incorrect information because you really have to just specialize in that and have a heart for it if, if you're going to do that. Uh, and during pregnancy and certainly newly postpartum, you don't want to lose your community. So I didn't want to see those women like stop coming to the gym and lose that huge part of their support system. So that was really important to me. So all that is to say, um, I ended up getting involved with an amazing organization called BirthFit when I was recovering from my first birth. Um, I actually had a pretty significant injury at around six months and was so frustrated because I thought, hey, I have all this training, all this knowledge. I thought I had rehabbed myself appropriately. Here I am with this injury. I can't even carry around my baby right now. Like, what is going on? And so I ended up finding BirthFit and was exposed to... Uh, such an amazing methodology for postpartum healing and training with intention. That was the, that was the piece that was really missing for me in pregnancy is I kept doing all of the CrossFit things, not intentionally training for labor and postpartum recovery. And that was the biggest shift when I um, got pregnant with our, with our second son. Uh, it's all about the intention and the mindset. And so I've gotten to work with BirthFit now for three years and um, have trained other coaches and I'm actually opening a gym with one of them. So Praxis Strength is coming to Nashville, hopefully in January of 2020. We're going to be over in the Buchanan Arts District, which is like West Germantown. And our big focus is taking the intimidation factor out of lifting weights because especially for women walking to a gym with a bunch of dudes just like grunting and throwing barbells around can be really intimidating. Yes. So we, we want women and you know families, we want everybody to feel comfortable coming into a gym, getting plugged into a community and then safely working out because our goal is longevity. We don't want you coming in, you know, doing these high intensity workouts and lifting these heavy weights and then getting injured and not being able to ever come back again. You know, we want to support you throughout your lifespan and the different seasons of life. Um, so I'm really excited to get it open and start sharing uh, everything that we can do. I can't wait. I'm so excited. I've heard a little bit about the programs and I am so excited. Like, I think it's going to be great for our community. Yes, I, I'm super excited to, um, yeah, I just, I have been working out by myself in my garage now for way too long, and I am super excited to get plugged into a community again, and I think that one of the greatest assets of the gym is that we'll have childcare, because for us, yes, it's really, really important that, you know, families come to us before they have kiddos, throughout pregnancy, and then when they're postpartum and they have little ones, like they can bring them to the gym, and that's just a part of their family culture, and their little kids get to see mom and dad working out, um, or mom and partner working out together, and that's just a normal thing, and that was really important for me to show my little boys and um, I want other families to get to have that as well so we need childcare that has to be a part of any gym who's willing to support families 
Oh, I agree completely. And you're right. It sets an image for the children that how important health is and exercise. They just see it from the minute they can. Well, and this is normal. Yeah, it's just a normal thing that you do. This is just like brushing your teeth and, you know, eating right. your veggies. Like it's a normal thing that you do. Right. All right. So any parting words of wisdom? Um, I, you know, over the last year, I have really tried to help even for myself shift the perspective that, you know, you have to, you have to check all the boxes in order to be healthy and you've got to do this, this, and this, and this and health and wellness. It's, it's about flow and flexibility. And you might take a couple of steps forward and a couple of steps back. It's not a linear progression. And I think that especially women put so much pressure on themselves to do all of the things. Um, so we want to empower you to, you know, have the tools to support your health and wellness, but just know that, you know, there's going to be slip ups and there's going to be setbacks, just like there are going to be victories. And that's totally, totally okay. That's all part of your story and how it's meant to unfold. I love that. We need permission to have those slides, you know, yeah. in order to get better again. I love it. Absolutely. The so one thing I forgot to have, ask you that I want to ask everyone is the vibe of women's health in Nashville. What are we doing great and what can we do better at? Because that's what I want to do with this podcast. I want to help improve women's health in Nashville and get the word out to women. So what are we already doing great? You know, I, especially being predominantly in the birth community for the last, I mean, almost 10 years. I've been in Nashville for, it'll be 10 years in January. And so I've been pretty involved with the birth community, you know, as a doula, and then even in, you know, my women's health practice. So I have loved seeing the evolution of how we support women uh, through pregnancy and birth. As far as providers, we now have birth center options and so many more midwifery options than we had even, even five or six years ago, which is absolutely amazing. And so what I want to see more of is probably collaboration between providers. Um, because I still feel like there's a little bit of just this competitiveness, which is just, there are always, there are so many people to serve. We are never going to be able to meet the need that then that's the truth, you know, and one client might be right for me and one might not be. And so it is my, my responsibility to help that client find the right fit for, for them. I agree. So collaboration is what I want to see more of, uh, because that's going to serve our, our clients the best. And it's going to serve us because again, we can't, we can't help everybody. No, no. no way. On my last podcast, which hasn't come out yet, but I'm such a nerd and I did the math of how many women are in Tennessee, how many practitioners that serve only women. And in our lifetime, we can't serve all the women. There has to be more practitioners. There has to be more collaboration. Yeah, nor do I want to. I've got two little boys at home and a husband and a life outside of practice. So no, I don't want to. Yes. Um, I'm happy to have other people to refer to. Yes. For our own self-care, we yes. have to be able to refer to each other. I agree completely. Yeah. All yeah. right, so tell people how they find you. And I'll put this in the show notes, but go ahead and tell us the best way to get in touch with you. Yeah, so you can always find me over at Nashville Brain and Body. Our website is just nashvillebrainandbody.com. Um, I also have a personal website, which is brittanyanderson.net. Um, I'm really active on Instagram, so you can find me at Brittany Anderson. 
and I, I really love connecting with people there. But of course, you can always um, just shoot me an email like right through, through Instagram as well or through my website. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time. It was a wealth of information. Please, if you are thinking about getting pregnant, if you are pregnant or you've ever been pregnant, get in touch with Brittany. <laughs> she knows all the things and is amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Amy. I appreciate it.